The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got the sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hello. Hey there, Mitch. This week on the show, we finally have an official return date for the NBA season, so we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll touch on a few Suns trade rumors that are floating around. Follow us on Twitter at SunnyandPHXPod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. All right, the NBA season starts back up December 22nd. The owners get their way once again. But this way, the season starts on the 22nd. Regular season ends mid-July, which is prior to the Summer Olympics, so... The regular season will be done before the Olympics, so it, that means we should have some guys able to play. And let's talk about that first. Do you Does that bum you out that guys in the playoffs may likely not be playing in the Olympics for Team USA and Canada? Think about those guys. Yes and no. I think that it's always fun to see the U.S. just dominate in Olympic basketball. But it will also be fun to see maybe some new faces playing in the Olympics. The Canadians probably will suffer more, um, but it'll it'll be fun to see new guys. Yeah, and I'd hate to assume that the Suns aren't going to make the playoffs again this season, but, you know, an Olympic team led by a scorer like Devin Booker, that could be pretty cool and something that we, we haven't got to see yet. But he's always in that in that mix for Team USA, so maybe this uh, opens the doors for you know. There's quite a few like guy, few, quite a few guys like Booker in the league who haven't got that Olympic break yet. They're on the verge of making an All Star team, and I, I'd still take my chances with Team USA, even fielding a team with uh, guys not in the playoffs. I think we'll still put up a pretty good showing. Yeah, I mean. Let's say, worst case scenario, the Suns don't make the playoffs. And we have guys like Booker and Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell and those kind of guys, you know? I'd still watch that. Yeah, that's the way that those three can finally get to pl- get together and play ball together. They can do it on Team USA after we all miss the playoffs yeah. this season. Yeah, there you go. See, there's no need to trade it. Trade Booker to Minnesota. We're not going to address those crazy rumors. No, garbage. I, stay away from that. As but, as friend of the show, the man who needs no introduction, but gets a really long one anyway. At Josh Cran on Twitter, Josh Cranawetter would say, "That's Garbaggio." Uh, he has a way with words. He really does. He does. No, but you know that could be a fun way if the Olympics do go down that way. Team USA will still put out a good team, and it'll it'll all be good. But either way, we're getting basketball starting on the 22nd, sooner than the players wanted. So 
you know, it's tough for some guys, but a lot of those guys have had plenty of time off. They're ready to get playing basketball. But moving yeah, on. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I also saw that guys like LeBron said they might take the first month of the season off, which, fine. I mean, it's going to be a 72-game season. So, you know, the Lakers will be fine if LeBron takes a month off at the beginning. Yeah, you, you think so. And, you know, Anthony Davis is obviously going going to be back there next year. So they'll be a solid team. And maybe they'll do something similar to how, you know, we didn't see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play together a ton during the regular season. It, it happened once in a while, but they got by. They made it to the playoffs just fine. I can see the Lakers doing something like that for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So. The ability to start making transactions is rumored to start a day or two before the draft. That's that's really all we've heard so far. Uh, I think it was Shams who said it would be a day or two before the draft. So we're still kind of waiting on to that. We'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, trades have to be open for draft night. And then shortly after the draft, free agency will begin right after that. So it's going to be a pretty intense month or so starting here in just a little bit over a week yeah i mean think about how how wild things get in july usually around the fourth we're usually getting a lot of signings and stuff happening and that's pretty much what it's going to be like in a couple weeks here and then we'll have the draft on top of that and then free agency and and everything like that so it's all going to be kind of compacted into what looks like the middle to end of November, then moving into December is training camp. And I still don't know if we'll have a preseason. Um, looks like no, but I don't really know. So You know, I did see one thing about preseason. There was a rumored two or three game preseason, sure. which isn't sure. even that, that different than what we've been moving right, to. Right. Wasn't it only five preseason games yeah, last year? Yeah, not many. So that's not five, crazy. Yeah, five or six. I, I, I'm happy that they're going to get a couple or a few mm-hmm. in though still because I yeah I think we said this last week look what's going on in the NFL right now a lot of guys didn't get to play well no one got to play a preseason a lot of guys who needed that preseason didn't get to play in oh it. yeah and there's a lot of injuries going down and a lot so of injury so mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, it's tough there in the NFL and seeing that the NBA is you know Maybe you can call this rushing into this next season, but I think it's still giving teams and players plenty of time to prep and be ready for the actual regular season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's just going to be a wild, you know, month or so from a couple days before the draft, which is November 18th, which really is coming up. I mean, as of time of recording, it's the 8th of November. So, you know. 10 days from now, maybe a week from now, things will get started. Then we'll have the draft, then free agency, then getting everything settled. And yeah, it's going to be kind of compacted, but it's it'll probably be pretty fun. Right. And another cool thing that we should probably be looking forward to and definitely waiting to hear exactly what will happen, a play-in tournament seems likely for this season. They're, they're saying that, but we don't have the full details. And the team in our position, the Suns, this could be our way into the playoffs. And even if we just make it to the play-in tournament, that's something that feels good. We, we saw what happened due to the bubble, through the bubble. That was great. And now we, we get a chance to maybe remake that again 
every year from now on. Who knows? Right. It's just like baseball. Baseball does this exact thing, and it's always exciting. I mean, right. D-backs fans will remember a few years ago, Archie Bradley hitting that triple and everything like that against the Rockies, you know? It, people love that. And, of course, in baseball, everyone's against that at the beginning because changing rules is like pulling teeth in baseball, you know? Right. But it has gone really well, in my opinion, at least. And I'm not a baseball purist by any means. But it seems like people are pretty on board with it. It's an extra playoff game you get to watch. It's really high stakes. It's really exciting. Who wouldn't want that? Right. And for a league who's trying to do a few new things to make some new money this year to make up for what they're going to be missing. Oh, yeah. Play in tournament. I'm sure that'll be that'll get some good TV numbers. Uh, By then, maybe we can fill up stadiums a little more, too. That'd be big ticket sales for however those are set up. You know, maybe it's in one location. Maybe it's uh, in a couple locations. Who knows? But that'd be it'll be fun. And that's actually a good point. The, the amount of fans in the arenas. So if the season is going to try to end mid-July, there's been some information out there, and obviously I'm no expert, and I'm not trying to put this info out there, but I was watching 60 Minutes after the football games today, and there was a whole piece on the COVID vaccine, you know, and the, the military person that they interviewed said, yeah, once it's ready, like we're ready to start distributing this. In a perfect world, we may be able to have a higher capacity of fans, you know, mostly through the season. It would be almost over probably, but it's possible that we might be packing these stadiums again. Yeah, that, that'd be so great. And this is just a random thought here, but, and it's sad that this has to happen. And, you know, I hope it does happen, but... I want to see what it's like when the United States military needs to deliver something like this to the entire country. Like, it's going to be pretty cool how that all goes down. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be interesting. It's going to be a feat, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that day. But anyways, yeah. anyways, all of this to wrap it up, uh, with this start on the 22nd, this would make sure that when we finish this season, when we crown a new champion next year, we'll be on track for an on-time start to the 2021-22 season. And that's, I think that's the the best thing out of all of this. We're only cutting 10 games off, and we're still getting done on time, even with a late start. And just think if we played a, we started another month later and only played 54 games, and it it, it just feels like we're getting a lot done out of this, and I'm happy this is the way it's going down. Yeah, I think this is ideal, especially because we can get on track the season after this one. Yep. We, we need that normalcy back. And I mean, obviously that's what the NBA needs too. all these hoops that they have to jump through this off season to try to get ready. And then financially, we didn't even really bring this up because neither of us are accountants or lawyers, but the way that they're going to set aside the salaries, um, maybe you can put it a little better than me, Mitch. Yeah. I mean, the, The way I understand it from a very, very simple perspective is they're trying to do an escrow on the salaries, which over the course of three years, guys may or may not get paid depending on what happens. So part of their salary may be withheld early on and then potentially paid back later. That's my understanding of it. It just depends on what happens. 
Again, I am not an expert on this. And I was listening to Zach Lowe the other day, and even he was like, I don't fully understand this. Okay, good. I don't feel bad about leading into it like that then. But I just hope that, you know, maybe the NBA has the potential to pay these guys their full contract amounts. I really hope that it ends up being that way. It might be a stretch with the short season and all this, but if that's an opportunity, I, I really hope it goes that way. And But otherwise, I really like it because we're not lowering the salary cap. We're not going to be giving guys like weird deals, and everybody would want a short deal because it's a lower cap. We're, right. we're completely avoiding that, and I think that's a... Uh, I don't know. Like, I run a fantasy basketball league. That's what I was concerned about. Like, what are we going to be paying everybody... And imagine doing that for a long-term deal. You that ruin things for a front office. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. All right. We'll end there with that, but we'll move on to some Suns trade rumors. And this one just started popping up recently. It's pretty juicy. Chris Paul to the Suns. And we'll we'll start off with this. Chris Paul, great player, maybe a little past his prime, but we saw what he did for the Thunder last year. He makes $41.3 million this season and has a player option for 44.2. So when you take this into consideration, the Suns have to get rid of some cap to be able to bring back Chris Paul, that $41 million. So then you got to think that it's going to be some combo of Kelly, Rubio, Kaminsky would probably be in there. But it makes me wonder, what did the Thunder even really want? Like, Is it all draft picks? Would they want all all the picks we could give them for Chris Paul, or do they want a player like Kelly Oubre or or Ricky Rubio? It seems like they just they just tread water a little bit, don't get better, don't get a ton worse. But man, I just don't see how this trade really benefits other team, the either team except for us, maybe for a very short period of time for one season. Yeah, this just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Chris Paul is 36 years old. He had a great season last year. He's still amazing. I don't know how long that's going to last. 36 is up there. Long career. He's played a lot. The money. He makes so much money. We would have to give up so much for, like you said, one year of Chris Paul. It's not worth it. It's really not. And... I mean, you have to think about the players Chris Paul has had around him. Now, I understand OKC was a different situation, you know, but for the most part, playing alongside James Harden for a while, I mean, that definitely has helped. Having Devin Booker next to Chris Paul would be great. Having DeAndre Ayton would be great. They're just different guys, though, you know? Is Chris Paul going to be willing to work with a whole new team and learn the whole thing. I mean, he was with OKC, but that's a lot of work. That's really hard. Does he want to do that again? Right, man, that's, and like, I've never been the biggest Chris Paul fan. I've respected his game as one of the best point guards that, you know, I've ever seen play for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see how, the Suns can even come away any better if you're giving up a guy like Kelly as part of this. Right. I And I like Chris Paul, he would make us win more games next year. He would make us win more games, maybe no matter who we give up. But well, we'd get a little bit better, but then we'd be missing somewhere else. And then mm-hmm. we have this hole that needs to get filled by a draft pick in the future, which we probably gave away to bring Chris Paul in. 
And that's just a cycle that I don't want to fall back into. Yes, I don't like that either. And Ricky Rubio had probably the best season of his career last year. He top, was great. Top three no matter top what. Three. Top yeah. three, at least. I would say his best. I mean, he was great. He shot way better than he has in the past. He played really well. And is Chris Paul that much better? Yeah, probably. I'm not going to discount that. But Rubio's 30 years old, and he, like, just turned 30. Or I don't know if he even has turned 30. He's close, you know, recently 30 probably. Uh, He's still got – I know he has two years on his contract with us, but he's a guy we could re-sign after that. And he could play, you know, at 32, he could play two, four good years maybe after that. Four at the very best. Two more likely, one, two. So I would take – I'd take two years of Ricky Rubio at the minimum over one year of Chris Paul. Yeah, and a $24 million difference there is just kind of – I don't know if I could say that Chris Paul is worth $24 million per year more than Ricky Rubio if you want to just look at numbers. No. I don't know. I'd rather just build on what we we have going. And if – if we can get Chris Paul without giving up Ubre and maybe like a future pick, I, I could probably say, yeah, I'll throw in Ricky. We get Chris Paul. We'll throw you a pick too. Mm-hmm. And that still would make us a better team. But then that just, it makes everything else so tight. How are you right. going to re-sign Kelly then after that? That's exactly what I was going to say. There is no possible way we could do that. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. No, I don't like it. And I mean, I think we'd have to not bring back any of our guys on team options or, you know, Dario and Javon are both restricted, I think. No Kaminsky. None of that if we want Chris Paul. It it seems like it'd sweep the covers a little too bare. And yeah, you got Aiton, you got Booker, you got Chris Paul. Maybe Bridges is still there too, Cam Johnson. But then that's it. Right. That's it after that. You need a bench. We know you. there needs to be a bench. Right, right. Yeah, so, I don't like it. I mean, could it be done? Yeah. Would it make the Suns better? For a little bit, yeah. For a year. But like, is uh, is Devin Booker so upset and that Ryan Rosillo stuff? That just sounds like BS to me. But yeah. it, would Chris Paul coming and bringing the Suns to the playoffs, you know, maybe a six seed? For one year, is that what satisfies D-Book? Or do you think D-Book's in on, I'm going to grow with Aiton. I'm going to grow with Bridges. We're going to find the right guys to help bring us along. Ricky's perfect right now. Like, that's that's the way I think. Book. I mean, we were one basket away from making the playoffs. Right. You know, with this team that wasn't even fully healthy. You know? And we're going to add another piece through the draft this year. Whether that pans out or not, we don't know. But we're going to add another piece through the draft and hopefully, you know, either re-sign some guys or have a nice free agency pickup. I think we're in a good spot to make the playoffs as is, you know. It'll be a fight. Like It's going to be a fight. Even for if we want to hope for that eight seed, it's going to be a fight for that. But then, hey, will maybe, maybe that play, play-in tournament comes in and we uh, – right. Right. Who knows? I, I mean, I think we want it. After how we played in the bubble, we want it. And I know we're going to be competing with Portland 
and Sacramento, which I don't really worry about, and Memphis, and even Dallas to some extent. I mean, they were a seven seed. I think they'll be a little bit better. But who knows what Houston's going to look like? Who knows what San Antonio is going to look like? We there's a lot of questions. There's going to be a lot of competition, but I I truly believe we want it more than all of those teams. Yeah, I can see. I I just feel that and the momentum, and it just feels like the right guys are around each other. Mm-hmm. And I'll sidebar here a little bit. The the one guy I still worry about with like that that culture that atmosphere is Aiton. Yeah. I still worry about it a little bit. And we see his new big back tat. It says dominating on the back. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, man, just show it, please. Like, you call yourself this. We see bully season. We see all this smack on Instagram and all that. And we know you can be so good. But we, we just need to see it. Like, don't take too many peas in the first week of the season. <laughs> I, uh, man. Yeah, I know. But I Aiton's a big part, big part of this. He though. Is. Like he's he's got to turn into the superstar center that you draft number one. Like yes. he needs to turn into that, and then the Suns are a playoff team. That's yeah. That's no, I agree with that. That's very true. All right, and the next trade that's been floating around for really weeks now, but it, it still hangs around: Kelly Oubre to the Golden State Warriors. And I, I've seen this from quite a few different sources but man this is just another one where call me a stubborn homer Suns fan but we don't get better by making a kelly Oubre trade especially to the warriors and i don't see why we'd ever do a trade right now that takes us even a tiny little step back i yeah i i agree with this i worry because of just the uncertainty with covid that a trade like this is not a good idea. I think at this point, we need to keep Kelly. Um, oh, I wish we would have re-signed him long-term. I really do. Like last yeah. season. I yeah. really wish we would have. But hindsight's twenty twenty. So, you know, I don't like this because the rumor is we could trade up in the draft by doing this. I don't want to trade up in the draft. If we're going to trade, I want to trade down. But even where we're at at 10, there are a couple guys that I like that we could get at that spot. You know, there's been a lot of names floating around, but there's a few that I'm interested in. And if we were to trade down, fine. Yeah, I, I've seen quite a few things about trading down, and that's the way I lean. And I'll reference the Dario trade last year, which brings in Dario Saric and Cameron Johnson in exchange for Jarrett Culver. And Jared Culver couldn't get a thing going at the beginning of the year last right. year. And, I mean, there's so many random trades going around, and I see one where, like, the, the Suns, Hawks, and Warriors three-way trade where the Suns end up getting, I think it's the sixth from the Hawks. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about that, and, you know, I was like, oh, you know, maybe a six-pick. Six-pick can do a lot of things. And then I remembered, oh, Jared Culver was pick six last year. It's just... Right. It's it's too much of a question. It, it really is. And at number two, uh, Ball or right. Wiseman, who's really the route there? Or if Anthony Edwards is there, two of those three guys will be there. Yeah. They, that doesn't that doesn't tick the box for me. It's and it's such an odd draft. You know, I I don't think any of these top guys are all that special. 
No, not, I don't either. You know, I, and I, I don't mean to insult them or anything, but this is such a odd circumstance. We haven't seen a lot of these guys play as much as we normally would. And Killian Hayes is a good example of this because you'll find mock drafts that have him going top three. You'll yep. find mock drafts, people saying, oh, yeah, the Suns could get him at 10. And you see other mock drafts with him going even lower than 10. So there's so much uncertainty in this draft. I I don't know. If I'm a team, especially like the Warriors, you don't want to take on the 9 or $10 million salary that a number two pick is worth. Yeah, that's you know, if you're and that might be and even think about down the down the draft a little bit those guys that you might be getting at 2 or 3 or 4 maybe you like a guy that's at 10 just as much and you just sit there and you pay him 6 or 7 less million dollars once you get down there or 5 million less than a number 1 pick so i uh, i think patience is key for this draft the only way the suns yeah. move up the only way I'd like to see that is if a player's coming along too, because right. if we're moving up, we're getting rid of Ubre. Like that's the only way I see that happening. Pretty much. So yeah. if you if you throw us a, a a player that that can you know do a little something, then I'm a little interested. But I'd I'd rather just keep Kelly. 19 points per game. He can do it all. You can't replace that with a draft pick. Right. No, even a number one pick isn't doing that most years. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, I I kind of want to look at the opposite side of this for a second, though. What would be the pro of moving up? Because maybe we're doing our research, and there is a guy up at the front, like the names that you mentioned, that we really do like, that we think because this season has been so odd and because we're not having the same combine and workouts and everything like that, that we can get a steal for someone who's going to be great just to kind of look at it from the other side. There is that perspective. Yeah. If we get rid of Kelly, we could pay them, you know, I thought of that Kelly plus a number 10 pick that can move you quite a ways up in the draft. I, but I don't think I'd man, I don't even like ball. I don't either. But maybe he's the only guy I'd want to take a chance on by by moving up that far. That's kind of the way I look at it. And and that's that's not my guy. Right. No, I'm with you. And I guess I would caution people as well as we see what happens in the next week, 10 days here. Because remember last year when we traded down and ended up with Dario Sarch and Cam Johnson – we were the laughing stock of the NBA. We had That's just great. given, yeah, we had given TJ Warren away for nothing. We paid Indiana to take TJ Warren. And then we took on Dario and Cam Johnson. Yeah, we were getting Fs from the pundits saying, this is garbage. This is a waste of time. This is terrible. And look how it worked out. Dario Sarge was a huge part of the bubble. And not as huge of a part of the rest of the season, but still important. And Cam Johnson really came into his own and played very well. So, you know, caution yourselves during all of this. It's really easy to make those snap judgments. And I know I do it with the draft, too. We all do. But I I think each year I pay less and less attention to what the experts are saying about how things are going to turn out. Because no one knows until the season itself starts, and this year more than ever. 
No, I, I hear that because think about Cam Johnson. I know even on our sons, all the all the Reddit fans, all the Suns fans on Reddit, no one was happy about Cam Johnson. And then look what he turns into. Just yeah, it could be that same dang scenario again. A guy that was projected in the twenties and then all of a sudden we snatch him up. Hey, don't get too bummed out if we do something like that. But then again, it could be another Ty Jerome. That's true. It could Gotta be. keep that in mind too. Yep. And it hey, very well could be. I don't want to take anything away from Ty because a rookie season is that's going to be tough no matter what, especially at the point guard position, and especially if you're not as athletic as everybody else. Right. But we know that you don't have to be the best athlete on the floor to be a successful basketball player, mm-hmm. and there's there's still time. So I'm not I'm not out against Ty yet either. Right. And I think at the end of the day. I trust James Jones and I trust Monty Williams. Those two together are amazing. And I, I just want to shout out Monty again. I've been seeing his Instagram stuff come up more lately, and he's just a good guy. Oh, he's a stand up He's a dude. solid guy. I love having him as our coach. He's perfect for yep. our team. 100%. So, Monty's awesome, but I trust those two. I, I don't think I've ever trusted a Suns front office more than I do right now. Which no, I, the bar is very low, but still. No, I feel I feel you there. I, I have confidence in those guys and man, just everything that Monty says just feels like gold. I, I just I'll listen to what Monty has to say and that's the hold he has on the locker room. Like you know it. Those guys yeah. all love him. Us fans love him. And I like I've told a bunch of my personal friends over the last week or so, like if we didn't have Monty Williams as our head coach and seeing Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire and Mike D'Antoni all end up in Brooklyn, I'd, you know, I'd probably be pretty salty about that oh, yeah. if Monty oh, yeah. weren't here. But I, I have put my faith in Monty. I think he's a heck of a coach. He is. Yeah, he's great. All right, and with that... We're going to move into our non-sports section of the show. We recently had an election here in the U.S. I don't know if anyone here was aware, but it it was a pretty big deal. So our non-sports question is, if you were to run for president, neither of us can run for president right now. Too young. Too young. We're, We're both too young. But if we were to run for president once we can, what would your campaign slogan be? You know, I, I thought about this just a little bit, but and this only really works on an election like this one, maybe. <laughs> but uh, if if I were say this were my year and I was campaigning, it'd just say take it easy, and then I'd always be playing the the Eagles song behind me too. Yeah. Because yeah. man, I don't know, I don't want to get political on this show one little bit. But I am ready to be relaxed for the next four years and just uh, just take it easy with Sleepy Joe. I'm, I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm ready for that, man. I'll, that's all I got to uh, say about it. No, that's a good one. Take it easy. Yeah. I bet the Eagles would get behind that, too. I, I think they could probably back my cause. I, I assume so. Mm-hmm. I have a few on my list, but I think this is my best one. I think my campaign slogan would be, I'm trying yeah, I you get that sympathy vote. Like, yeah, 
Mitch, he's trying. <laughs> he's trying out there. Yeah, it's it's such a complex landscape. Oh my gosh, it's, man. I mean, Just... I was I was thinking about this. Not to toot my own horn whatsoever. My bachelor's degree is in political science. I don't really use it on a day-to-day basis. I have been so confused with this last election. It's so complicated. And I think about, I even majored in this for four years. And I'm confused. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying I'm the world's smartest man or anything. But it's very confusing. These processes are confusing. So I think that would be my slogan. I'm trying. Yeah. It's been so, like, this has just all been such a whirlwind. And it really makes me appreciate, uh, I don't want to go too far here, but politicians and the way our, our, I see, I don't even know, are we a republic or a democracy? Whatever the system we're truly using. Yeah. 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 So a democratic republic. All the rules that go along with that and how well-versed all these guys are is just, like, man, that's amazing. It's just all, like, I'm just so impressed by, like, the smart people that make our country turn around. Man, it's, it's, it just, you know, I only get too involved here during election season, but just opening my eyes to all that, I, I, it's all impressive. And I'm glad, I'm glad those are the people doing it because... I mean, yeah, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty, pretty reasonable guy in all this, but man, when you get into situations like that, you got to know, you got to know everything. You got to know the past. You got to know the present. You got to think about the future. Right. And it'd be so easy to just blow over so many things. And oh yeah, man, it, there are people much smarter than I doing this stuff. And I want to give a shout out because I think about this. It is so easy to say your piece from behind a screen and criticize and all of that from Twitter or whatever. Big, big, big shout out to Garrett Archer from ABC 15 on Twitter. He is amazing. He puts out all these numbers. You've probably seen Maricopa incoming. That's like his catchphrase. He, he was on TV. <laughs> he is huge on Twitter. He's just awesome. He puts out non-biased, for the most part, just data. Just here's a dump of ballots and here's what happened. And following him through all of this was so helpful. So I recommend following him. Nice. Yeah. It's great just seeing some straight facts be put out there with nothing you can uh, take one way or the other. This is actually what happened. We all need a little source like that. That's that's a good one to follow there. Speaking of that, though, we'll end it here. Can I trust 538's NBA Raptor uh, projections anymore? Can I get in on that still, or is this uh, is it all too wacky? I don't know. Can I trust those yeah. value rankings and salary projections? Can I believe any of this anymore? I don't know. <laughs> 538 is that. There's a lot of math within all of that. That's beyond me. Yeah. Way beyond me. But yeah, I just I think that's a kind of fun way to make light of it. As basketball fans, we've all probably checked out 538 for those Raptor ratings before. We saw what happened. We saw what happened. Look at Josh Jackson on that and see if you still trust it. Oh boy. I'll have to do that. 
Yeah. It, Everybody it do that. And you know what? Uh, let's talk about it on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Hit us up. Let us know if you found some pretty sketchy Raptor ratings, and uh, we'll, we'll confirm them. But anyways, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Sunny and Phoenix Podcast. We'll be back with another episode next week. We're getting so close to the season. It's time to hop into some draft prospects. So look look forward to that next time. Go Suns. The sound of your own wheels drive you crazy.